saluto a tutti What's up, Juventini? Welcome back to the AJC, and it is Victory Wednesday, all right? Time to recap another victory, another set of goals as Juve just keeps the scoring. Uh, man, this is a beautiful thing to see now. 2024 has kicked off uh, with really us maybe potentially correcting the only thing we had left to do to our game, and Omar... That was beautiful. Revenge is always sweet, is it not, my friend? I, I, I'm pissed because I wanted the fourth one. I called a 4 0 away and I wanted to score at least four. So I was pissed at the end, but also happy. Now, get this in 2024, Max Allegri's Juventus averages 3.75 goals per match. Yeah. More than, more than three goals a match for a Allegri team. I mean,. I, that, that's wild. Definitely the most out of the big five leagues, out of all the 35 teams who play in the big leagues, but 15 goals, nine from strikers. It's everything we wanted, isn't it? We're going to get to it all after we talk to the game, but, uh, you know, I I've been saying this for a while because you had all this talk about unsustainability more chances we need more chances our xg is shit well our xg was shit yesterday but you get three goals execution execution dialing it in and hey i'm telling you look out look out syria because we got the scoring boots now and now it's now the fun begins all right, now the fun begins, but we will get to all that, of course, saying what's up to everybody in the chat. Sal coming in here, buongiorno, everybody. JSKP, buongiornissimo. Animesh, oh, we will get to this absolutely brilliant, brilliant piece from Mad Max there with uh, the thieves. Oh, my God, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Reno in here. We got, uh, so you, I've heard uh, people saying Dushan can't finish. How about that? That's the Dushan we need. That's the Dushan we need. Adam, good morning, all right? And yes, revenge, best served in Turin. Love it, love it. Look, we're going to get through. Uh, I'll give you some of the news, okay? Let's break it through. We will tackle it more after the match coverage and everything, as there is quite a bit to actually talk about. So we hear that uh, there was concrete offer put forward for Rodrigo De Paul from Juventus. We have Moise Keane with apparently the hurdle being the salary and what could potentially happen in order to free up a move with Moise Keane. Then you've got Chiesa and Vlaovic contract extensions apparently going to go down until the end of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how everybody feels about that one. All right. And just in general, with our play and these contract extensions it's going to be very very interesting we will get to that but first we have to tackle the game itself all right and a quick reminder for everybody as you drop in here drop a like on the video all right and if you're new here to the channel i don't know what the hell took you so long okay because this is where it's at join the ajc army subscribe now all right so let's get into this the setup the lineup as uh, expected one slight change towards uh, the uh, kickoff, and that was Kostic entering the game for uh, Wea. 
And that one kind of threw out quite a bit that we talked about leading into the game yesterday over as we were yeah. kind of excited to <laughs> see uh, both of those flanks, one tackle by Wea and one tackle by Cambiasso. Nonetheless, a decision was made and uh, Wea entered as a substitute in this game, but Kostic gets the start. So our lineup was Chesney in goal, Danilo, Bremer, Rugani, Kostic, or sorry, um, Cambiasso on the right side, Meretti, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic on the left, Vlaovic and Yildiz up top. Honestly, still not make or break. Like, still liked this lineup. Uh, it would have just been interesting to see Wei and Cambiasso operate. But again, more than enough to get the job done against Sassuolo. Now, it's funny because uh, Omar was speaking about he how he was upset about wanting that fourth goal. Obviously, Omar's prediction was Juventus was going to score four. Uh, but what I was upset about was... This is exactly what should have happened the first time we played these fools. And uh, that's what I was probably more upset with. This was a very controlled uh, performance outside of maybe a five to eight minute stint in the first half and the second half where things kind of got a little loose for Juventus, but we were still not really threatened but a couple good stops from Tech, which we will get into, all right? But that's what upset me most is the fact that this is really what should have happened in that first one, Omer. Uh, 100% for me, so. Yeah, yeah. It looked like it, it looked like exactly like the first match, only we uh, scored our chances and they didn't score theirs, but their goals, I mean, long shots from uh, Loriente, the, the same thing that happened in the first match. Just didn't fall for them this time, but we were better. Yeah. We were better at managing the game. Yeah, much, much better. Now we were going to get in uh, morning going out there as more join in here again. Get those likes up, everybody. So we'll get to uh, the game. We didn't have to wait uh, very long. And uh, Dusan Vlaovic strikes. Okay, 14th minute. Locatelli picks up the ball in the midfield area, quickly advances it up to uh, Miretti. Uh, who was stretching out Sassuolo's defense there. Uh, he was playing quite wide, which was uh, a surprise because he hasn't been doing that previously. Obviously, McKinney was missing from this game. But uh, Miretti, yeah, stretching them out, widening them out, and then uh, finds Vlaovic, who had just trailed a bit. He didn't just run up, move forward with the defense as they were backing off as we started to move towards them and approach their uh, uh, area. So he just trails back a little bit. Gives this option to Meretti, gets hit, and a lovely, lovely hit there from uh, our outside right uh, corner of the top of the area there. And uh, Concilia just trying to get fingertips to it, but a beautiful strike for 1-0 for Juventus. Absolutely beautiful. Vlaovic continues a great, great start to 2024, and we need him going. We need him going. We need uh, Chiesa going. Now, there was something we didn't really get into in the preview, and it was funny because Milik was on a hat trick, okay? And there were shouts we didn't get into because we didn't think nothing of it. For us, you still go to Vlaovic. And it's big for Juventus to get Vlaovic going. And I've been saying this forever. No matter what our, you know, end game or decision is going to be with players come in the season, we still need him to get going for Juventus any way, shape, or form you think about it. But we never really got into that. I had no problems and I anticipated Vlaovic being in there and I would have started Vlaovic despite the hat-trick from Milik. We never got into that. What did you think, Omar? Oh, easily. 
Yeah. Isn't it Vlahovic? Yeah. Yeah, I had no issues. It seems like both of them are on form right now. Uh, I wanted to say that Milik has finally arrived to the season. I think he had like one goal before that. Um, but having our, our subs firing when they when they play, I mean, what more can we ask for? That's what we want from our subs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just be coming in here, Dushan's time to shine. Let's go. Let's go. Beautiful, beautiful strike to give Juventus the 1-0 lead. Okay, 31st minute and maybe a little PTSD kicking in. But uh, Loriente unleashes one from just outside the area. But Tech big on this one. And that was a little bit of a tricky one. A dipping shot there from uh, probably around 25 yards out. Tech handles it. And not only does he stop it, he parries it out to the side as well. So good stop there. 36 minute, And there was a little bit... That's what I was talking about. There was a couple lulls, one in the first half, one in the second half. This one came in the first half probably for about 8 to 10 minutes after we had scored, okay? That's really the best that Sassuolo got out of it. 36-minute set piece, and this is just a beautiful, beautiful free kick. Consigli does everything he can and gets fingertips to it. And still goes off the bar and down into the goal. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Dushan's on a brace in the first half. Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal free kick there. And we need that. That's a luxury. We were talking about a couple shows ago, Omar, about uh, the success rate we had at free kicks. Moving from like Pirlo, well, Del Piero, Pirlo, Pjanic, Dybala, etc. And Dushan can hit him. He's good at them. And uh, this is just, uh, yeah, it's a luxury we would love to have back at those types of success rates. Makes a huge difference to uh, the team and the game overall. Forces other teams, if you can get one of these, to uh, open up. Just fantastic hit from Dusan Vlaovic. And Alex says, how come he could be so bad at PKs when his free kicks are uh, so amazing? He's got to shake it off, but we'll talk about the PKs in general. Just Dushan in general after we go through this match because there's something beyond these goals that you could just see in Dushan. Okay, so we will get to that. 43rd minute, man, we almost get another one. Vlaovic with a beautiful turn off a pass inside, but I think he wanted to have a hit here and Rabio is right behind him and Rabio's the one that ran into this thing and uh, hits a low drive, hard drive, but uh, Consigli does uh, let go a little bit of a rebound, just nobody there to pounce on it, but uh, a good rip there. We stop at halftime, we're cooking. It's 2-0, we can easily have more goals in this game, probably kill it off and uh, get some subs in, but like I said, Outside of that, uh, outside of that uh, little lull there, a great first half, Homer. Great first half from Juventus. Yeah, controlled. Um, Consili, I mean, Sassuolo just won against Fiorentina 1-0 uh, in the match before that. And Consili was man of the match. He had a brilliant performance. Overall, he's a good goalkeeper, but he was just bad at both goals he got a touch to it but barely the, the first shot was relatively to the center of the uh, it wasn't like you know up there on the left uh, between the crossbar like just where you want it it was central but he didn't get a chance to stop it so two shots from outside the area two goals we we're just talking in the green room a couple of days ago about long shots dying out of the game a bit and suddenly we get two goals from outside the area dushan man on fire right on time you were 
got into form finally everywhere on the pitch so lovely to see i went down you know the halftime super positive enjoying what i'm seeing enjoying the match uh, I- i'm not used to not complaining for so long what is that like 17 games now unbeaten oh, the yeah. only thing the only thing separates us is one draw from the top now here's an interesting thing uh inter are playing friday uh i think it's in Riyadh. they're playing the supercopa which is now uh which has two rounds so they play uh, lazio i believe and if they go through they play again and we don't so they have a game at hand against atalanta which they play later but in three games we will play inter so by the time we play them we would have played one more game uh possibly two they play fiorentino when they come back so by the time we meet them we can be um above them in the table yeah basically because they don't have get missing which mentally is good for us it puts the pressure on them it, oh yeah the pressure is mounting up as it is but more on that in a bit whereas we yeah. get through the second half here 52nd berardi finding space and i said i was upset about that goal in the first round we played them and uh he found the same space there i did find it odd that we had Danilo on the left side and Rugani on the right. That one was odd to me. Um, I'm still not sold on Kostic and Danilo sharing the left side. I'm just, that's my one nitpick kind of thing about it. If I'm going to nitpick anything about that game, I still just don't like it. But Berardi found space, 52nd minute. This time, uh, can't hit target. And he's very upset with himself. And honestly, I don't uh, really uh, care. I loved every second of it. I hope I love the frustrations with him in the physicality that was coming from our players. Uh, Kostic went through him a couple times, but uh, it's uh, it's a weird one there. Um, Danilo, I just think is better on the right side. 62nd minute off a corner. Sassuolo comes all the way back the other way. This one, just take the foul. We had an opportunity to take the foul at the halfway line. We just got to take it. You just got to f- take that foul. Shut it down. Let your guys get back in a position. We try to win it on a slide challenge. It gets muscled through and uh, Sassuolo's off to the races. Again, professional foul. You're going to get a card. Just take it. Just don't mess around. Just get the job done. Nonetheless, they come back. Tech makes a huge save here. This is a big save on an absolute screamer uh from uh berardi there uh and tech just uh slaps that bitch away okay he uh had no business uh with anything going behind him in yesterday's game 75th minute chiesa is in at this point Wea is in at this point all right nice cross to the back post chiesa does everything right and gets this to the feet of Wea, who is unmarked Ooh, Wea's gonna want that one back i think that was your fourth Omar, that would have been uh, the one because Chiesa adds a late one in the 88th minute with a good press. Again, pressing. And later on in the game, we win the ball. Locatelli in the area again, finds Chiesa. Chiesa does really well. And I know Consigli is going to be blown up on this one as a blunder of a goal. And yes, you could say that. But Chiesa did extremely well to get that shot off in so tight and so quickly. 
He takes one quick touch and just quickly tries to get this ball. He wanted to go uh, in the same direction he was moving. It took a deflection, went the opposite way, and I think ultimately that's what kind of messed up uh, Consigli. It looks like Consigli was ready to cheat and anticipate Chiesa going beyond his defender before shooting. And then he just lets a quick one off. And in the end, he ends up making himself look very, very silly. Consigne there. But hey, we were talking about celebrations yesterday. How about Chiesa grabbing the megaphone, playing Capo Ultra oh, there? Oh, that's a that's a beauty, Sally. Yeah, love it. That's a good meme, too. I saved the photo. Might be useful in the future. And yeah, I mean... Six months ago, there weren't allowed any megaphones inside the stadium. So that's another win. Yeah, and showing and some love in the chat for uh, Tech and Wing Wilson. Oh, I'm a Tech head, uh, hater, but he did a good job yesterday. Um, he was uh, he was on yesterday. Um, it was yeah. uh, fantastic. So for me, um, this is just. This is a Juventus that is finally starting to shift, okay? And I've been talking about it. Again, going back to everyone saying what we were doing when it was all Cortomuso is unsustainable and everything. And I said, no. Like, the only thing that makes that unsustainable, I said, was the fact that we weren't finishing. We weren't burying. And the chances are there. The opportunities are there. These guys just needed to dial it in they've found uh their scoring boots and it doesn't matter like i said it doesn't matter if it's against salernitana's seaside against sassuolo against frozen it doesn't matter once you get scoring your confidence goes up momentum is massive in sports okay not just football sports in general momentum is massive and right now juve could have corrected the last piece of the puzzle for us to actually have that belief and start to have these other chihuahuas who have been saying, oh, you don't impress me because you're only winning one nil, whatever. That's not going to last. You guys are going to trail off. Listen, it took a while for the big rig to get moving. When you got a semi-truck, okay, and it's at a red light, Takes a while to get it humming, but now we're at highway speeds, baby, and we're cruising. And if you think they're not thinking about it, you're wrong, okay? They were thinking about us before, during Corto Muso. Now, we got the scoring boots going, and if we can keep that going, look out. Yeah, they're going to be thinking about us even more now. Brilliant job. Credit to all involved. These guys are rolling. This is beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. The Chihuahuas. Oh, yeah, that's their last knock they had on us. Oh, that's going to run dry. Well, the flip side to all that unsustainable talk that I was saying the entire time is if we start actually getting clinical. Yesterday's XG for everyone that hit me on XG stats and everything. Fuck, we had the a weak XG. I think it was barely over one. Dusan Vlaovic gets a brace with an XG of less than one. It... It's really nothing. We only had one big chance created. You come out with three goals, and again, you hold your opponent to zero big chances created. This is what it's been all about the entire time, getting these guys rolling. And we're going to talk about the vibes, the mentality and everything, because Dusan Vlaovic, 
for me, he's man of the match. I also have other guys in consideration. I think you could say Tech could be considered in there. I think Locatelli could be considered in there whatnot. But I'm going to give it to Dusan Vlaovic uh, yesterday. And I'm going to talk more about Vlaovic. But Omar, who is your man of the match? It's Vlahovic. It's Vlahovic. Shout out to Bremer was a wall yesterday again. Uh, Locatelli was phenomenal in his job and got another assist. What is like the third one now in two or three games? Um, Tech was phenomenal. Great save, especially that deflection on the Berardi shot. That was a massive save. Um, Cambiasso was buzzing all over. I mean, he was just a constant thorn in their ass. Just great. I mean, everyone performed except for Kostic. Everyone was on form. I felt like Miretti wasn't all that good, although he did cause the two goals. He draw the foul and he passed the ball to Dushan. But I feel like it's more on Dushan than Miretti, the, those goals. That's a very Still, friendly I... assist when you make a pass off the flank to someone yeah. at the top of the air. But nonetheless, he got an assist. Look at Delhi yeah. finding an assist on Kiesa's goal. And uh, that's another uh, consecutive match. I think he's on three matches with an assist, or might be two matches with an assist. But everything's moving in the right direction. Locatelli's play in general. So a lot of us have Vlaovic as your man of the match. Everybody in the chat, drop your man of the match. I believe it should be um, Vlaovic, really. But uh, there are some shouts for some other guys. Vlaovic is improved. Miretti, there is some discussion in the chat now. Uh, mixed feelings. I do feel Miretti is improving but I still feel I still feel there's much much more that could come from Miretti but he is he getting better yeah I think he's getting better I think both of his last games were actually great I think this one specifically wasn't his best he wasn't awful he wasn't like causing anything bad for Juve but just not specifically on point with his passes and in positioning, but again, that's compared to his previous two games where he was great. Yeah, and we applauded him for it. There was there was errors there, and you know when I talk about young guys and why I you know while I try to remain calm over Keenan Yildiz, if we're talking about player performances, this is the one of the, one of the things about Keenan Yildiz I've been saying for a week now is. It's different when you watch him because all the decisions, it's the decision-making for him that is a, he's ahead of his time. He's ahead of his years because he makes all the right decisions on the ball. Miretti does not. And that's the difference between these guys for me that shows you that level. That's why like Yildiz is kind of blowing me away and I'm trying to remain calm about it, but the decision making is unbelievable for a kid at that age. Miretti is improving. However, the decisions aren't there yet. He, I still stand firm. He needs a loan, right? Um, and that was the same thing with Sule. Decision making, his shooting, like he just needed to pick up that that confidence. But Keenan Yield is he oozes confidence ready to take defenders on, doesn't care when the double team comes at him, Uh, doesn't care if a triple team comes at him. He's so comfortable on the ball and has this self-belief and it comes through. It's wild to see, but that's the difference there. Not a knock on Miretti, but 
I, I just think he needs to get himself there because the decision-making still lets him down overall. But uh, And there were moments there where his decisions were bad yesterday and he was making uh, errors. So I agree with you in terms of him. He did have struggles there. But he is improving a little bit there, okay? Yeah, he'll, um, he'll be so a beast when he's 25. I mean, let's remember the guy's 20, what, 21 maybe? But he's got tons of experience at like top flight level. I had Champions League matches. When he's 25, he'll be at his best and he'll be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a ton to tag. I see there's questions coming in. There was a Storm the Barn already uh, tossed in here. And uh, we will get to it. I see it there. Wing of Winter uh, just asking, do we still need a new midfielder? We will get to everything uh, here in a bit. There's a lot to tackle. Um, the man of the match, uh, Vlaovic, uh, pretty much decided there. In terms of, uh, again, going back to these Chihuahuas, like I said, a Juve that starts scoring is going to absolutely uh, instill that fear in everybody. Max Allegri, uh, I don't even have words for how brilliant that quote was, okay? And... Marotta and Max have been in this verbal back and forth for so long now, and Max keeps downplaying our objectives, and it keeps driving Inter absolutely mad, okay? Acerbi uh, alluding to it, everybody. This is brilliant, okay? But Marotta talked about the hair, okay? And the hair's being hunted and shot at, and you have to dodge those billets. And then Max simply saying, well... Yeah, if there's a hair uh, out there, that means somebody's chasing. It's kind of like Cops and Robbers, which is a popular children's game in Italy to play. And he says, the thieves run and the guards chase. Oh my God, that is absolutely brilliant. Touching on the past, okay? Touching on the present with, hey... The favoritism that, hey, don't say that Juventini are throwing out the favoritism towards Inter because the Referees Association has put out a board stating that if the errors were uh, handled, we'd actually be in top spot. And I know that Inter's inferiority complex with Juventus is going to be uh, taking a nice chunk out of that one. But this was brilliant from Max talking on past on present all in one and giving them this Woo! max that was slick that was the, slick okay from the top rope oh no man that that the first thing i thought of was that guy's no that guy knows how to run a scudetto race that's part of it right putting pressure that's some of the experience the young managers don't have he knows how to create some havoc and some disorder in the other team just by talking that's the type of stuff that makes scudetto races great because you look back at what they said and what happened during the season and all that that's part of it that's part of the italian drama that there is in Serie A in every close title race and max knows it max has been there in zaghi all credit to him for what he's doing, but he hasn't been there. And Man. so, yeah, that, that was Max at his finest in front of the mic. Mad Max is fucking back. Yeah, He's back. You know, the two years previous leading into this, I, you know, I stand behind everything I said because that trust was gone. Like, I wasn't seeing the Max that was 
making the adjustments to the lineup wasn't uh you know the max that we all thought could get a lot out of the roster he had um didn't even really seem himself. Remember when there was this long period where he didn't seem himself even in those pressers? Like yeah. that happened these past two years. Yeah. He's back full throttle. He's back mm -hmm. full throttle, okay? Um, it's that quote though. Holy shit, we got to slap that on a shirt, everybody, because that's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, oh, yeah. That could be the next uh, Striped Hearts uh, AJC merch shirt there because... That's an all-timer, baby. That's an all-timer. Loved that quote. Speaking of quotes, we got to get into this. And I put a poll out on Twitter because Juntoli before the game says that, yes, uh, we did explore opportunities. We started hearing about uh, Rodrigo DePaul and Juve putting out a concrete offer. It didn't go down and everything um, because Atletico Madrid didn't want to budge. It was an expensive loan with an obligation after that's being reported, whether or not true, of course. We wait for more credible sources to say. But nonetheless, he's saying the Mercado is closed. I asked the question, how many people feel... That yes, it is in fact closed, or feel that somebody is still coming in for Juventus. And for me, whenever you get these words from these guys uh, before matches, I remember all the Nedved interviews, man, before games and all the things that were said and everything that just goes against it. I still think it comes down to opportunities. And I also look at it a different way, okay? For me, if I'm thinking about this, if I'm looking at this, it kind of feels like it kind of feels like it's something you would say that maybe if you had a couple things in the hopper and maybe there was some resistance out there, if you put that out there, it might be enough to maybe sway some guys like, "Oh man, they're closing their ah, we should really we should maybe really act." Like maybe it's a little bit of a call to say, hey, we're probably going to shut things down. The team's rolling now. We're going to stop. And then it might put a team that might have been into a move thinking, shit, we got to take this. So I think something still could happen. 64% believe the Mercado is closed. 36% believe it's still open. Omar, you still see something happening or is it closed? I know a couple of months ago, I used to say that 100% someone's coming in the summer, uh, in the winter. Um, I still believe it to some degree, but one, I don't know Juntoli enough to know, you know what type of guy he is, impressors and stuff, uh, if he's lying, or I'm just coming to terms with, we don't need, I, I don't think we need anyone right now, but I do feel like we're one injury in midfield away. Uh, from being in trouble and not having enough backup. But things are so stable right now that, I don't know, adding someone from the outside who, still, who has to relearn the system and adjust and everything, maybe maybe that's what they're, th they're thinking. So I don't know, actually. I'm on the fence. Because Mir Mirko talked about it. Mirko Di Natale had a post about it that said, listen carefully to his words. He... He said, at the moment, we're not going. So it might still happen in January if opportunities arise or anything. 
but I'm on the fence. I don't know what to feel anymore. I feel like this team doesn't need someone right now. I only wish Fajoli would have been part of this season. Um, but on the other hand, yeah, we're one injury away from from missing someone every match. Yeah, and you know, Wing of Winter had the early Storm the Barn question with, uh, do we need a midfielder? I still, and I've said it steady the whole way through as we started to pick up momentum. Like I said, this, it takes a while for a semi-truck to get rolling off a stop, but uh, we're at highway speeds now, everybody. It, it was always a matter of us finding the finishing. Uh, but if you added a creative piece now, oh man, I, I, I'm not worried about disrupting you know, because it, it's a fair, it's a fair question. It's a fair assessment. You know, why we got something good going? Why risk disrupting it? Uh, it? I think it would just add. It would just add to it if you could just get that profile you're lacking. But do we need it? I don't think we need it, and I do think we would still be fine and still be able to apply this pressure that we've done without it. With Pogba out, Fajoli out, and whatnot, really not having that profile, we could still do it. But, man, it would add a crazy element to it. And talk about momentum. Talk about fear. Talk about having them mentally think about Juventus week in, week out. That's, that's how you know Juve is coming back when you start hearing the Chihuahuas constantly. That's how you know Juve's back and the big the big rig, it's rolling, baby. But I think it would just add an element, Omar. Like, we don't need it. But I'm not worried about disrupting something if it's the right piece. Well, that, that depends on the signing. Because if you bring in a guy that expects to be in the lineup immediately and chose Juve to play in the lineup and not be a rotational player, then we don't need that type of guy. If we bring in someone who is fairly young and but offers something different to our midfielders and can offer another dimension of play when we need it, and then yeah, I'm all for it. I, I think the obvious answer is Samardzic, based on his characteristics, age, the price, the fact that he plays in Serie A, knows the league, knows the language. He's like the ultimate candidate for this winter, but I don't see anyone else that we really need. Just someone to add more options if you want to approach games differently. But we've made it, you know, all the way here without without that type of guy. So it might not be a must. Yeah. Just a, a, nice, I, a nice addition. I, I don't think it's, uh, like I said, uh, a huge need anymore. And credit to all the guys. We talked about this in the preview show yesterday, too. And we're talking about... Uh, you know, these guys finding roles, finding homes, okay, in their place in this squad. McKenny, a guy that was ready to be shipped off by all of us, myself included, okay? I'll put myself right on the front line there. I said, McKenny, got to sell him, got to sell him. You know, he's he's been one of our best. You've got Wea slowly. We want more out of Wea. That opportunity yesterday, I think, needs to be put in the back of the net. But uh, Vlaovic now growing. And I didn't really get into it with Vlaovic after the man of match talk, but I will talk about it. 
um, as we still continue on with these players. Locatelli, I've started to see a shift here in these past uh, four games now, okay? There's a little bit of a shift. There's a little bit more influence. Rabio is Rabio, and he continues to be the Cavallo Pazzo for us. Uh, Chiesa, we got to get him firing with Dushan. Milik finds a hat trick uh, a game ago. Bremer is the rock. Rugani has been able to be reliable for years now. Okay. Uh, Danilo, I believe, on the right side is going to be a game changer for us. He can rotate with Gatti, who continues to try and polish and grow. But it's looking good. There's a lot of positives. Everybody's finding ways to impact. Medetti is, like I said, still frustrations there, but he's starting to improve a little bit here. The thing is, is that, again, going back to momentum, momentum, confidence, it all plays a part. Dusan Vlaovic, if we, let's take away the contributions, okay? Let's, let's take the contributions out of it. When there was a lot of talk and frustrations about Vlaovic and he was being compared to low production rates like how long it took Ronaldo to score. Mandzukic's production dropped when he came to us. Iguain's production dropped when he came to us. And what did I say about these guys? I said, the thing with those guys is you never heard anybody bitching about their play regardless of the contributions because they were bringing all the other intangibles. I don't think it's even close Right now, if you watch Dusan Vlaovic compared to what we saw even a month ago, in terms of attitude, in terms of approach on the pitch, like all of that is night and day. Hold up play, the fighting, the battling, the sulking, pissing, and moaning has pretty much faded away. He is a different guy right now it's like i'm not watching the same players so even if you take the contributions aside this vlaovic is the vlaovic we need and if you again what have i always said the main issue that's been with vlaovic that makes everyone question which is natural which hit max allegri because of his what salary when you're on big salaries the expectations of you are ramped up this is natural in life in business in sport the higher the wage the more the expectations the more the weight he now is the dushan we need and you can see it even if you take the contributions away agree omer 100% isn't that a le uh, lesson on patience with guys, even alluding to McKinney, sometimes it doesn't just click right away and we need to give them time. And I didn't go off the, the Vlahovic train. Every time you ask me, should we cash in on him? I said, no, we, we need to wait with this guy because he has the talent. Something is different. But I want to get to maybe another factor here that Bremer said yesterday after the match. Uh, he alluded to Juntoli and his work behind the scenes with the players and I, i'm scrolling here to find the quote i i can't find it um but that that's what they said about juntali when he was at napoli that is very in touch with everyone he always talks to all the players and make sure he knows what's going on in their lives to make a nice environment for them and i don't know if it's that or it isn't but something has shifted mentally and if bremer says it's 
Juntoli and his approach to the players, then I'm buying it. And it obviously has an effect on Dushan, on other players on the pitch, off the pitch, the atmosphere around Juve, in the training ground, in, you know, in the dressing room, after matches, before matches, all the videos, it all looks great. It all looks like they're having fun, they're in, they're in this together, they're united in the way they want to play, they don't care who scores as long as Juve wins. That's something I, I love to see. It's very hard to not like this Juve and what they're putting out there. And, you know, great point here from uh, Jerry. You know, I think Milik pushes him to be better as well. Him getting a hat-trick? Oh, yeah. That'll fire up Vlaovic and stuff. Like, the better that yeah. these guys do, and when you, again, you know, Vlaovic wanting to be that guy, yeah, if those guys start to do a little bit better behind him, yeah, he wants to get it going. If Yildiz, an 18-year-old, walks in, starts bagging goals... I got to start bagging goals. Let's go. But the yes. attitude, the attitude is completely different. Luis and uh, Jeremiah making great points. He's getting it right between the ears. He is becoming a man. Okay, we're turning these boys into men. But the biggest thing about Juventus right now, this Juventus, and Alex P touching on the foundation is there. We need to build upon this in the summer with some ready now quality. I agree, Alex, but listen, it feels like a Juve, a vintage Juve, okay? Next man up. We talk about these young guys too, finding a role, finding a way to have their contributions. This is beautiful stuff. This feels to me like a vintage Juventus. Does it give you those vibes too, Omer? Yeah, yeah. I said it even before we started 2024. I feel different. I feel like they're fighting for every ball. I'm not expecting five, six goals every match. Just lock it down, score your goal, and make the other team have a nightmare. That's the Juve I grew up on. The, the reason why I became a fan and loved them and yeah a lot of you know it i would even say it reminds me more of the antonio conte team from 2011 2012 that didn't look on paper that good but the way they played on the pitch and the the heart they put out every match was what gave them the edge that's kind of how i feel with this team now with all the bullshit in the past left behind us starting fresh this season that's the beauty of football every season it's just a fresh start. We got our fresh start now, and it looks good. I'm yeah. enjoying it. You touched on a great point about Juntali's involvement behind the scenes, active in the players' day-to-day, -day, in the training sessions with Max, the players, like very, very hands-on, and I absolutely love it, okay? Um, Jeremiah saying Juntali has brought great stability to Juve, I believe it has been fundamental to what we're seeing now. You've got Luis saying, I don't think I've ever seen a sporting director come in and improve the entire vibe of a team with one purchase, which was Timothy Weah in the summer, the way Juntali has. Dude has that swagger. Listen, my favorite part about Juntali right now is that I feel, and I literally, I've been saying this for a while, I have this faith in him because I feel like he is literally only going to move or going to act if things are on our terms, Juve's terms. And that's what it feels like. We're not making the moves for the sake of. It is all about doing things on our terms or staying put. Like we talked about this Mercado, the pressure of, hey, we're in a race, we need this, whatever. Hey, if it's not there, we're happy. We're fine. And he said that from the get-go. If there's an opportunity, 
will approach it. And I think a lot should be said for Mana too. And the two of them right now, whatever they got going is... I like it because it feels like everything is going to be on our terms. And it feels like we're going to start putting ourselves in the driver's seat and not just be passengers, not be, you know, uh, taken advantage of in any moves. It looks like it's going to, if things are going to happen, it's going to be on our terms. I love that. I absolutely love that. Getting the spine back. Okay, and in terms of talking about this team growing, talking about them and what they've got going on and the foundation and all that and reminding us uh, vintage uh, Juventus and whatnot with honestly the hard work first off and guys that are kind of unsung heroes that Juventus has really been built upon, you know. Your not flashy players that gave you 150% game in, game out. Pesotto, Birindelli, Tachinardi, etc. Not the flashiest names, but guys that gave you absolutely everything. There's a beautiful, beautiful shift there. But I do agree with Alex P in saying that the quality does need a boost moving into next season. But still... We got to take care of business this season. Still a ways to go. We got Lecce coming up this weekend, okay? That has to be three points, okay? And again, we can go top. Omar gave you guys a brilliant uh, preview of what's to come with uh, Inter and the Supercopa and all this. So we have a chance to go up top. That's going to add pressure to them. They're going to get more games in the schedule as Champions League will uh, start up and everything. Juve's sitting pretty right now and we're playing with free money and Max lets everybody know going back to the players what they're doing McKenny is a prime example Vlaovic now firing up when all these talks were coming up and all I can think is this no matter what the decisions are that are going to come in the summer it is a great thing for Juventus that these players are making these decisions difficult because you can no longer say McKenny, he has to be moved. You can't say that anymore. Based on what we saw previously in the summer, yeah, he was there. He was that guy, expendable. I don't know if he is anymore. Rabio, he he is staring down the barrel of a multi-year contract extension with Juventus Vlaovic if this continues for the second half of the season now that interest is going to ramp up at him and do you move him probably not if this continues on like this for the rest of the season Fede Chiesa and that's in the news today too Chiesa and Vlaovic extensions on hold till the end of the season Omer it's a good problem when you really don't know who you should be keeping and letting go. That's a great problem to have. But I've been saying for a while now, Juve is going to be faced with some difficult decisions. Your thoughts on hanging back on these extensions till season's end? I think those extensions, when, when a player's future is unclear and they keep talking about it through the season, it affects them. It affects the way they play. And look how we have talked about Rabio in the previous season, uh, just playing on his last year of the contract. And so he starts turning it up and because of the World Cup and blah, blah, blah. Okay, if things are going well, we still have like, I don't know, two months before uh, they can start actually sending offers to Juve. So, yeah, whatever you can postpone to the end of the season after everything is said and done, 
do it. I'm all for it. Because if Juve wins the Scudetto, I guarantee you both of them are staying and signing new contracts. Maybe even more in the terms that we want than the terms that they want. Because uh, everyone wants to be on a winning team, especially a winning cycle. Um, and that could be the beginning of it. So I'm all for just holding everything off till April or May, the, the beginning of May, before the Euros, and settle everything then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the I, I have faith that uh, when the credible guys tell us that with Chiesa, it's all positive and uh, there should be an agreement found and that the club and their agent, you know, has already agreed it is going to be extended at least even one year to avoid going into that free. And obviously you've got the Euros coming up this summer. Um, I have no problem with this. I think the intention there, uh, yeah, like you said, with Vlaovic, it's a little bit of a question because it's been highly... Uh, highly uh, documented that he's not going to be lowering and doesn't want to spread out definitely doesn't want to shift all the bonuses to the end of the contract term which is understandable um and i always said that's going to be a difficult difficult uh, move for juventus but again if he gets it firing throughout the season's end juve still potentially faced with a difficult decision if all of a sudden all this interest comes, but if he gets going like this and it keeps up for year end, you can't, you can't see him out. If he finally gets it right. Like I said, even with Max and with McKenney, when these guys finally get it right, it kind of, yeah, it should be changing people's minds. You can't stick to what was happening before because they were giving you a reason to think about okay, yeah, maybe life without him would be a bit better. Maybe we can use this money elsewhere or whatnot. But when they finally start delivering, when they, f like, finally get it right, yeah, maybe you just stay put and hang tight and look elsewhere. And other names on the roster will probably end up shifting into potential players we will see going that maybe weren't on that list previously um it's going to be very very interesting everything can flip on its head at any given time but right now it's all moving in the right direction for juventus uh the big rig huh, we've reached highway speeds baby and it's all trending upwards for juventus absolutely love this absolutely love this um we are going to get to Storm the Barn. We kind of tackled Wing of Winters, who uh, shot one away very, very early. Loved it. Uh, keep them firing. Neville, I did not ignore you, okay? Uh, we were just uh, going in depth in that particular moment, okay? So I do know that Neville, or so, excuse me, Neville added that, uh, what is our uh, idea on a theory thrown out there about Max Allegri potentially being Juventus president at some given time. It's not really a theory that just came out either. We've been talking about him in other roles with the club for quite some time. If you shift to uh, a year ago even, okay, so not this past summer, the summer previous to that, there was talks about if you can't move him, you know, because of the funds, find another role for him. All these roles have been discussed with Max Allegri. This is the thing with Max. Even when we were frustrated with him on the coaching side of things, I said, like, as far as him 
and this bond to Juventus and actually like embodying Juventus, I think he's always embodied Juventus and been a great representative of Juventus um, in how he handles the constant scrutiny Juventus is always on um, in protecting the players and whatnot. I'll never take all that away from him. He's one of the absolute best. And I mean, what a perfect contrast when you get an absolute slob like Sari coming into Juventus, but then you see Max and Max that's what I expect. Exactly, yeah. You know, yeah, a, a Juventus leader to to be as a representative. So would it be out of the question? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, to think of him in a higher role at Juventus someday? I don't think so. And to be honest, even with the frustrations in the play, even in me losing trust in Max last season... Good Lord, what he had to deal with being the only one there with no board while we went through all that shit and having to face that day in, day out and try to do your job. I always had sympathy for him for that. But he dealt with it. And going back to the team and the players, the chip on their shoulder, nobody's more battle tested than Juventus. And Max is proving myself and many others wrong in terms of building. Can he build? I think he's fucking building and he's cooking and I couldn't be happier that he proved me completely wrong. I love it. Your yeah. thoughts on Max, different roles and representing Juventus. Yeah. So he, he definitely turned things around and I, I love it. If you keep shutting me up and everything we said in the summer and last season, I mean, I, I'd be happy to be wrong all day. If the, the result of that is Juve winning. So yeah, I'm happy. Keep shutting me up as much as you can. And, yeah, you can clearly see that you know, Max knows what it means to coach Juve, handling the the constant fire from everywhere and the criticism that's nonstop. You saw that Pirlo was out of his depth and it was a bit too much for for his first job being a Juve manager. Sarri just wasn't a good fit. You could see that he it was different at Napoli. They They were used to complaining. It was kind of what they do. All the time just complains so sorry likes complaining juve is just it's not that we 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 don't like being that type of team who always complains and blames everyone else and you know for everything great Mourinho has done i can't stand his bitching complaining and making everyone else the the, the scapegoats he's always done what he had to do and everyone else is at fault I don't like it. So that's something that's always been with Max. He never complains about referees. He's a good representer for Juve. And yeah, he proved us all wrong. And yeah, he did some things that we were shouting for. Stop with the old guys. Start integrating the new guys. We wanted that for like two, three years now. And when it finally happens, things click. So it's not that he can't develop talent, but he needed like this kick in the butt from the management to... No, that's our direction today. That's what we're doing. You have to get with it. And he and he has done it. Great. We have tons of players from the next gen. That project is super fruitful. And maybe interestingly enough, some of the players we will have to sell are players that are out on loan right now. Maybe we won't have to lose anyone else. Yeah. You no, know, from the big guys. 
he he's got her he's got her going we got another question coming in uh from pierre here if uh allegri wins the scudetto this year would you be comfortable giving him another two to three year extension um i mean again i'd have to remain consistent with uh with what i was saying with the players it really makes you think it makes you think when it's finally where you've wanted it to be when he finally meets your expectations that you put on him that you put on the team does it make sense is it for the best to change you gotta ask that question and to be i'm gonna be quite honest i don't even know anymore because i couldn't see this turnaround happening under the same coach that of what we saw the past, the previous two years. I lost that trust. There was many of you out there and kudos to all of you that still had faith, that still had this trust that said, trust the process, trust the process. I lost that trust, but uh, you have to ask yourself, why change when it finally is trending in the right direction? And one thing I have said right now is Again, right now, this particular moment in time with Juventus finding their scoring boots, if you think Syria and everybody else is not scared, you're wrong. You're mistaken. If you think that the rest of Syria right now isn't terrified of Max Allegri getting it right with Juventus right now, you're also mistaken. They could be in for another run from Juventus for quite some time. You really have to ask the question, is it worth making any changes when he finally gets it rolling and cooking? I don't think so, to be honest. I don't think so. And I took heat. People came at me and said, well, now you're flip-flopping from what you said last. Why wouldn't I? I'm all about Juve winning. We're doing that. This is what I've wanted. I have a fear now of the grass may not be greener on the other side. I said this, though, even when I said, okay, if I want to move Max in the summer, I don't know who exactly is the guy, the right guy to come in. That could go completely wrong as well. And the other thing is, you see... You know, mid to lower table sides change their coaches like it's a pair of fucking underwear. I don't want a revolving door at Juventus. One of the things we've wanted for some time is to build that stability. Why make the change if things are going in the right direction? You have to ask that. Even if you're anti-max, you have to ask, why make the change? Yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine changing your opinion given new information. Yeah. And this season is new information for us. So, yeah, maybe, okay, I won't talk uh, for everyone, but maybe I became a bit spoiled last time around with all the trophies we've won. And it was kind of, you know, just a thing that happens every year we win trophies. But when we stopped winning trophies, that's when you want, you, you appreciate what you had. And even in his last season, he won something. So, yeah, if he does go on to win the Scudetto, 
maybe even a double. I mean, we're in a good position for a double also this season. And then, yeah, might have earned it. What else can we ask for from our manager? Well, that's just it. That's just it. And uh, there's a lot to be said for stability. And these young guys as well, and the guys that are thriving with Max at the helm, like, you know, you just probably stay put and just keep building off that. And uh, right now, I just see it feels like Juventus and it's not coincidence. Calvo coming in wanting guys that are Juventini. Can you question Max Allegri's Juventinita? I, I no. can't. No, no. Yeah, no, I'll can't. never question that. He is a Juventino. You've got Juntoli, a Juventino. Oh my God, did that make me happy when he left those friggin' chihuahuas. Uh, Napoli and stayed. I've always been a lifelong Juventino. Oh my God, was that sweet? Okay, and I see uh, right here Forza Juve put Napoli is complaining FC. Napoli is uh, turning back into what they've always been irrelevant FC. Um, but this is fantastic for me. Um, everything's trending in the right direction, you guys, and this is uh, beauty. But Max, yeah, I'll be the first to sign that apology form okay i'll say it i'll be the first to sign it if he uh delivers but even what he's doing right now is a massive shift and it's something we wanted with sari something we wanted with pirlo and ever since form that goddamn identity we have our identity everybody we have our identity and uh cheers to uh michael Rasso coming in here starting to see him more often again man Beautiful, beautiful scene in here. Forza Juve, of course. We have Storm the Barn. Get your Storm the Barn questions. We have more time. Omar, do you have one before we get to the live chat? Um, no, no, we've no? covered everything. Let's fire away. Miran, Pep is available this summer. Max get a double this season. Would you make the change? No. No, no, no. mainly for uh, salary reasons. We can't afford Pep. And if we can, some someone will have to leave. Uh, Pep has always managed teams with huge budget. You can supply him with everyone he needs. So we can't offer that. Um, not the same playing field for him and for us. It will be a long process. That Why, why stop an already existing process? Not because I, I, I don't think Pep is a great manager. He's phenomenal. One of the best ever. Might be the best ever when all is said and done. So just doesn't feel like the right time. We can't offer what he. We can't compete with anyone else comes with coming in with offers for him. Yeah, and again, you got to start thinking about this. You know the identity, Juventus. Everybody shit on style, Max's style, all this and whatnot. You know, at some point, I made a big shift and I started taking heat for it when I was calling out the players and just say it's time for these guys to man up and start. Like the numbers were all there. The numbers were all there. Big chances created at the top. Big chances missed at the top. Like, it's all there. Nothing has changed with us in 2024. It's the same setup. It's the same guys. They're just rolling now. Because that belief, you hit the halfway mark of the season. You're two points out of this. It's like, holy shit, you guys. We're here. We can do this. It's time to man up. 
and they are now all of a sudden the goals are coming the confidence is there momentum is rolling all those words from inter the fear and us just playing up to it downplaying the objectives it just gets them fired up it the style thing to go to pep what he would want is so different than what we've always really been and that is no nonsense hard work defense first and you go from there i just don't i don't think pep would be the guy i don't think pep would be the guy to be honest um but i i love pep i do love pep but he, fuck he needs a lot of money needs a lot of money with those rosters is allegri the best coach in syria currently neville says yes this season yeah i would say i would say this season he's amongst the top and i hate that Mota is getting absolutely shit on for a little bit of a lull now with bologna because the fact that they're in the mix still not far off from fourth and everything like that is crazy but uh this season for sure allegri is showing finally that he's worthy of that top dollar um and uh that he is uh the best i think he's managing it fantastic i've never had a problem with the roster management other than maybe a guy getting a little bit more minutes here and there but not the be all end all and He's proven that it's working with the results. Is he the best coach in Syria currently, Omer? Well, it has to be between him, Inzaghi, and maybe Mota. Although yeah. the wheels seem to come off a bit. Um, hard to choose. I think Mot. Uh, I think Inzaghi is a bit of a better, uh, like tournament manager. He was even at Lazio. He got them winning some uh, titles. And he's won with Inter only the Super Coppa and the Coppa Italia. Um, but we can see the difference a bit in the experience in challenging for a Scudetto by Max. This isn't the way he puts pressure on Inter without even talking directly to them or playing against them. Just the things he said puts pressure on them. And Inzaghi kind of doesn't know how to deal with it. So... I think it's equal right now because it's hard to say that Inter hasn't been very good and did get the results. So I think it's tied. I don't think any one of them is better than the other right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I put I put Allegri in that top though. I put Allegri in the top, and the reason is the quality difference from Inter's to Juve, um, and that's why I'll I'll say that I'll put Allegri top right now best and worst Juve moment you have oh okay so I have a, a couple for the best um obviously 1996 Champions League the kit I love the kit iconic Viali uh Del Piero Ravanelli like these were my guys uh when I was young and uh that'll always be one of my best uh my one of my best finally getting to go watch them live in 2018, uh, seeing Gigi Buffon play and uh, beating Milan at home. Uh, those are probably my best, mo worst, <sighs> any of those Champions League final defeats, to be honest, uh, take any one of those. But uh, even with the Champions League defeats, the worst was 2006, without a question. Uh, that was uh, absolutely brutal. It was infuriating 
having to listen to Chihuahua's yip and chirp about match fixing when it was nowhere near that, wasn't even found, the biggest conflict of interest. 2006 is the worst beyond any loss that you could suffer. Um, absolutely brutal. But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Those are my best and uh, my worst, Omer. Yes, yeah, so let's leave Calciopoli aside because that's really beyond any stratosphere of anything that could happen to a football club. Um, so worst, there are some. The, the Porto elimination in the Pirlo season was was really heartbreaking. Um, some other, yeah, the Buffon red card uh, against Real Madrid with the late penalty. That was a tough pill to swallow. The 4-1... Uh, against Real Madrid again was a bad one. The 4-1 loss to Fulham, if you remember, I think it was 2009-10 uh, in the Europa League, that was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. So those are some of my worst moments. Uh, maybe even eliminating eliminated against La Coruña in 2003, I believe. 2004. Yeah, out of the Champions Yeah, the final Lippy season. Who the hell was it in that final? Now in the we made three in a row in uh, the mid nineties. Yeah, was yeah, it so we won against Dortmund? Ajax? Was it Dortmund that we didn't have Del Piero for? He had came in late. No. Scored that. Who, who oh was yeah, it? he scored. He scored that back heel. That was who? Dortmund. And then Dortmund. Real Madrid. I believe it was Dortmund. Yeah. That final pissed me off because yeah, I have no idea how the hell that team, even with Del Piero not available from the start, and it sucks because. That was also the story in 03. Like, Nedved, I don't want to hear any of it that Nedved doesn't change that game against Milan. Um, the guy's ridiculous. Uh, just so many bad ones there. It's frustrating. It blows my mind when you look at Juventus and uh, the finals lost. It, it blows my mind uh, with the squads that we've had and the finals we've made. Yeah, frustrating, yeah. frustrating. Which sponsor? Yeah. And the, the loss against Real Madrid too in 97-98 uh, because that was an offside yeah. goal. Real Madrid shouldn't have counted and Juve were the better team, but another one yeah. in the books. Which sponsor would you like to see with the news Juve are looking to replace Jeep? Yeah, so it's over with uh, Jeep at season's end. They're looking for sponsor. Who would I like to see? Um, Pornhub. What's that? <laughs> no, no, never mind. Apple. You want to see Apple? I don't think I want to see one, one of the big uh, American companies because they'll invest a lot of money. They don't mind paying those huge sums. I think that Apple will look a little weird on a kit, though. Like it's. Yeah, it might be. I want someone I would like who can Apple offer us in some... general because uh, there is uh, a massive Juventino higher up there uh, in Apple and. Uh, just yeah it would be really good to partner up with a team like that the marketing possibilities are friggin endless but um apple would be strong amazon uh, would be strong i don't like the i don't think that would look good on a kit either i'm open to it uh samsung i think would i think it always look good on a kit we could do something like we used to do with sony and samsung's bigger yeah. now but samsung and you can have the stripes cut off with samsung on it but Samsung, they actually, back in 2012, I believe, they wanted to pay us for naming the stadium, the Samsung Stadium. We eventually declined, but they wanted to pay a lot of money. So they yeah. have some interest in Juve. 
Ima can yeah. you imagine the Samsung Stadium? Man, what if, well, Allianz, like we put it on our training tops and stuff and it's Allianz Stadium, like fork over the money and slap Allianz on the freaking kit too and it would be all right. But yeah. I'm open to, uh, I'm open to all of those. I just hope it, uh, it looks good. But uh, I've always seemed to like text uh, across rather than, uh, you know, an actual insignia. I don't. I'm trying to think of when Juve didn't have text and an actual insignia. I don't think we ever have. It's always been text. No, it's always been text. It's New always been Fiat text group. logos. And that's yeah. why maybe I can't wrap my head around Apple being the sponsor and having this Apple right in the middle of this kit. But we are looking at the way it would look on the kit. I'm also looking financially what they're offering and what they're able to offer. And maybe someone with even like a streaming service. That could be massive for you. AJC, AJC, I tell you what. Yeah. I would love to one day be able to afford that sponsorship and be able to say, yeah, AJC will yeah, we, uh, front that. Uh, we can give you Luca. We'll give yeah, you, Luca you guys better start uh, sharing that uh, content uh, around because we got a long ways to go. But that's uh, that would be amazing. Uh, here we go. Life uh, goals. I will life be, goals. I will be at the stadium for the first time in my life against Fiorentina this March. Oh my God. Uh, so number one, um, if you touch base with Maurizio from around Turin, it's brilliant. Uh, the service, he continues to add to the service. I wish I knew about it when I made my trip there, but uh, there is a clubhouse now that he started for Juventini. It's very close to the stadium. Um, and you can get together, hang out. They have foosball table in there. There's uh, drinks. It's licensed. That would be fantastic. Um, you get to the stadium early, it's always lively outside the stadium. Definitely take the stadium tour. It is, uh, and they've enhanced it. Obviously, they've changed the trophy room. It's now a trophy temple. It's brilliant. Um, do all of that. Definitely, definitely yeah. do all of that. Um, it's, it's worth it. Uh, one tip, I've been there last season. Um, so don't go to the Juve store in the city. If you have, if you're planning on buying shirts, whatever. Oh yeah. Wait for the store, the stadium, the, they can do everything. The, the store in the middle of the city is kind of small and doesn't offer a whole lot. And I didn't know I'll have such a huge store, the stadium. So I spent my money back. In the oh city. yeah. No, when you do the stadium tour, uh, you usually kill time as you wait for your tour to kick off and, uh, in the store there, it's massive. You're probably going to give your, I yeah. give yourself the day before for the tour and the store, the store's insane. Um, oh, and, and get in like more than 30 minutes before the match. There's a light show, there's music. I mean, everything just great vibes around the stadium. It's fun to be in, especially if it's your first time. That's a huge experience. Seeing it's, the player uh, training, warming up, phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's beauty. It's beauty. Um, six nil versus Leche? Question mark. Hey, I tell you what, with how things are trending, it's not out of the question, Jerry. It's not out of the question. The big rig is Let, rolling, baby. You can Leche call the steamroller kind of too. Right now, you're either part of the steamroller or part of the pavement, baby. It's uh, head yeah. down and go from Juve. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be six, but. Uh, I tell you what, I expect a comfortable victory. I'm looking two or three nil already uh, at that game uh, with the opportunity that's ahead of us to put that pressure on Inter. So 
we'll talk about that as yeah. it comes. I'm excited for this weekend because we get back to playing on the weekends and I could bring a watch along, everybody. Those are the best. I hope to see you all there. And again, you don't have to just watch on the video. Just let the audio run. Let me be the commentator. Why would you let those clowns ruin the biz? Listen to uh, mm -hmm. Berto. Would you rate more Spalletti or Max? No. I'm not going to let last season uh, let Spalletti pass Max. Spalletti was largely known for Spalletti effect uh, as always being a choker. And he had sides that could have won and never got him over uh finish line. I think he had some Coppa Italia, but with Roma, yeah, I think he had a couple Coppa Italias. No, there's no way I put him up there with Max. No. Omer? No, let's first wait till he wins the same amount of... Scudetto's as Max, and then we can draw the comparison. One season doesn't erase Allegri's 10, 10 seasons. Yeah. Not 10, but he had with Milan, he had a great season at Cagliari. So, yeah, at least match his numbers so we can have the same talk. Yeah. We're going to finish up on this one. I never doubt Juventus for Scudetto because Serie A success is part of their DNA. But the big question is, can Allegri guide Juventus to Champions League glory? So, Omar, do you want to start this or you want me to? Yeah, I can go for it. Uh, I don't think the Champions League, I don't think any manager guarantees you Champions League. I think it's a very random considering circumstances. I mean, how many hundreds of millions did Paris Saint-Germain, Man City... All the Chelsea, all those teams spent until they actually won it or didn't win it yet. And they had a plethora of coaches that are considered world-class. I think the best ones, you know, statistically are Zidane and Ancelotti. But it's super random. So many things have to fall into place in order for you to win. A lot of luck is needed as well. Uh, so I, I can't say that Allegri will definitely get you there or, or definitely won't get you there. There are too many I, factors to consider. I was kind of going to throw something along the same lines as I'm not really looking at it being strictly a coach thing. There's a lot that has to go into this thing. Again, we spent a little bit of time earlier on a question that came in about best and worst moments. I have no idea how those squads didn't get the job done. And it had nothing to do with a coach. Okay. These games, these one-off games, anything can happen. Like, so much has to go into it. You do have to be a little bit fortunate, too. I will say this, however. With Juventus and seeing how the world of football has evolved and this money train that certain teams can ride through and whatnot, I would choose a manager like Allegri first and foremost for Juventus and this thing and looking at these modern coaches, whatever, I don't think that's the recipe for Juve because we'll never be able to have a roster that Pep needs a roster that Zidane had with Real Madrid and whatnot. So I would lean towards a guy like Allegri, someone that's like that. And, and you know, as Mota has kind of risen, I've said this kind of puts me in a spot to think he's one of those guys because he changes, he adapts, he, he he is more defensive first and go from there. Ancelotti, I'm not, he's not an offense first coach. He isn't. He's one of the no, most either. successful coaches on the planet. 
because he adapts to what needs to be done to get the job done, regardless of roster he has. And I think that's the way to go for a team like Juventus. So if it isn't Allegri, I do believe it needs to be somebody that looks at the game in that fashion. And as much as we hate them, Inter had the right idea last final against Man City. Thankfully, Lukaku is one hell of a goalkeeper. But uh, there you go. Whether or not Max could do it or not, I do believe it needs to be Look, a manager like him. I just, I am just going to say, with the team that Allegri made it to the Champions League final in 2017, I mean, in the final, he could have brought on Asensio, Isco, and James Rodriguez, and a plethora of other names. We had like Storaro and Lemina on the bench, and we still made it to the final. Yeah. That's a credit it, to Max. That's something not a lot of managers can it's pull a, off. It's a massive credit. Look at the two teams we lost to. Alex P said is is like two of the best, best teams in, in the history of the game. And, uh, and we've beaten both of them in the seasons after that. No, we've eliminated Real Madrid when we played Barca, and we've eliminated Barca when we played Real Madrid. Last seven years, the winners have played Allegri Ball. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. You have to be able to go through the gears. Whether you yeah. like it or not, you have to do it at times. And to expect us to play foot on the throttle all the time, well, you got to have the talent to be able to make that dangerous. You got to, you know, it's this Champions League uh, obsession and all this thing. It's, uh, let's ride it out and see what happens. But uh, I'm more looking at Juve to... Uh, keep going with this build you always start you always start domestically and build from there Juve will get back to being that serious contender in Champions League I believe it I believe it will happen there was one question about Gatti um we'll probably tackle in a green room session or whatnot all right not trying to leave you guys were brilliant uh always great uh please like the video guys I have so much snow like probably a foot of snow i gotta go clear outside it's like minus 20 it's brutal but uh i love these victory sessions omar always an absolute pleasure we're trending baby we keep uh just moving up they keep thinking about us they keep want to saying that they're not thinking about us but they are chihuahuas we coming we coming we're here leche on deck you guys know the drill keep you up to date with the news updates and then sunday morning we're going to be live pregame hype show, and then I'll bring you the live watch along, all right? Enjoy. This weekend, we go back where we belong, top of the table, all right? Top of the table. The thieves run. The guards chase. Fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Ciao tutti. Enjoy the rest of your weeks. We'll talk to you on the weekend. Yeah.